Here's your host. Welcome to the Live, Love and Eat show. My name is Benedine Otto. I'm a certified transformational nutrition coach, an EFT practitioner, and I'm also the managing editor of a magazine called the Live, Love and Eat magazine. The Live, Love and Eat podcast is all about health and wellness. We interview health experts who have all overcome their own personal life and health challenges. Learn all about health, fitness, nutrition, spirituality, wellness, and so much more. This podcast will change the way you live, love, and eat. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Live, Love, and Eat show. Now, our special guest today is Tracy Markley. Now, Tracy Markley is the owner of Tracy's Personal Training, Pilates and Yoga Studio. She is the author of nine books. Her work is known for training stroke survivors. She also created the CEC course, Stroke Recovery Training for the Fitness Industry. Tracy was one of the IDEA 2020 Personal Trainer of the Year finalists. She is recognized for her workbooks and helping stroke survivors worldwide. She is a NFHOF Pro National Fitness Hall of Fame, recognized as one of today's top trainers in 2019. She believes knowledge is power and has earned many certifications in the fitness industry. Welcome, Tracy. Hi, thank you. (laughs) Thank you for being here. Now, before we start, uh, tell our listeners how did you get started in your career and tell us your story i started in like my late 20s i actually started doing more exercising i always exercised the gymnastics and handstands and stuff like that but i was actually kind of going through a sad depressed time a little bit and it made me i, re- I actually read a story that kathy smith remember kathy smith she started doing her her, she got into the business because she lost both parents who was depressed and someone told her exercise will help. So I started getting more into exercise and, and then I just started doing it. I wanted to teach classes and learn more. And I ended up like teaching class at the YMCA and just kind of spam from there. And then when I started my studio, I was actually working full time as a secretary to seven pediatricians and they let me change my hours so I could still be full time and then leave work at two o'clock in the afternoon and go to my studio. And when I started, I had, I went to uh, college for two years. It took me like three years I was working, but a degree or certification in fitness. I didn't just do a weekend course. But even with all that knowledge, I started meeting people who's had um, fibromyalgia, injury, spine injuries, arthritis. And I thought, well, I didn't learn much about that. So for little paragraphs or a page here and there. So I went and got I went and studied exercise and fibromyalgia, exercise and osteoporosis. I just started branching. So I just started expanding my education. And then I did a lot with learning about the core and the deep spine muscles and everything. Before core was like the fat, it was actually just, you know, the real structures of the core. And then as this time moved on, I ended up moving to Oregon. And then I started getting, there's a, it's a retirement community where I am. 
there's a lot of older seniors and I started finding that all my work I've done works really good with seniors and balance and walking condition, you know, learning their walking gait and posture, fall prevention and stroke recovery. It just kind of just started working. What I've always done worked really well for that. And um, it started with my man in my first video, my first book. I did other stroke survivors before him, but my first book was Stroke of an Artist, The Journey of a Fitness Trader and Stroke Survivor, which I redid it during COVID. It's now, we originally wanted to call the book Dear Stroke, You Suck. So I brought the book back out with a new title, updated the anatomy pictures and made it larger print. So now it's Dear, Dear Stroke, You Suck, but same book. Anyway, I, with him, he was in such, he was in a walker and so raw when I met him. I've never started a stroke survivor that raw. And I just, we learned, we realized what the work I do works real well with it. And it kept working. He wanted a story shared. Um, I wrote the book. It brought more work and just kept going from there. And now I have four books for stroke recovery in my series. And I wanted to go more into education. So now I'm teaching uh, fitness professionals how to train for stroke recovery and doing more um, courses, teaching live and writing that way. So that's kind of where I'm at now. That's where I want to continue in that too. That is wonderful. You are doing such amazing work. Now, I want to talk a little bit about your books. Um, I have three of them here. And this one, The Stroke of an Artist, The Journey of the Fit you know, of a fitness trainer and stroke survivor. I've read this one and this is a remarkable story, um, you know, just following his journey and how you have helped him, you know, recover. Also your next book, The Tipping Towards Balance as well. And then um, Stroke Recovery. Now you have lots of other books. I only have this free books. <laughs> um, you have The Power of Your Spine, how back strength and posture pilots the entire body. Uh, ear stroke, you suck. Um, is that the, yeah, the journey of a fitness trainer and a stroke survivor? This, that's the one. Um, regaining arm movement, um, stroke recovery, leg stability, and walking. Um, your brain. Um, yeah, the engine to your body and uh, your brain, the kids edition. So you have all these books and they're all amazing. Um, and I want to go back to, you know, with a stroke, you know, I think we all know what a stroke is, but we don't really know what a stroke is. Can you tell our audience, you know, what is a stroke? Um, and, you know, just to give them a better understanding. So stroke is, is basically, it's a brain injury where caused by a lack of blood flow to the brain. And there's her hemorrhagic strokes and um, I just went brain blank. Um, there's a bunch of different kinds of strokes. There's two main ones and my brain just went blank on that one. Um, but one of them is where the, there's like a burst in a blood vessel and, or an artery in the brain. And it causes the, the, when it bursts, it can cause the cells around the burst to die off and it causes brain injury. And then when the other one was, you can have a blood clot that goes there. And then, then as I meet, there's other branches off of them. And there's also the, um, the mini stroke was the TIA, which sometimes people don't even know they have them. 
doesn't cause a giant effect throughout their body, but it, it's a brain injury too. And it could also mean they may be in the position they're going to have a bigger stroke. Not always, but it's kind of a pre-sign saying, watch out. But um, I can't believe I forgot the other stroke name. I say them all the time. And if, but as I work with people, I learn about, there's so many. Someone will say, oh, I had this kind of a stroke, so I haven't heard of that. Oh, it's a rare one because it's, you know, I have this disease or so there's so many different kinds that basically it's the normal blood flow being interrupted to the brain and it causes that part of the brain not to get blood flow and it causes brain cells to die. And depending where it is in the brain, I mean, it can be, you know, a quarter of an inch over further than the person next to them that had a broke brain injury from their stroke and their symptoms are different and they heal different or they recover different. And um, it's quite in there. I mean, thousands, like thousands of people, millions of people have a stroke in the U.S. I think studies I recently saw in the last month was one out one out every five, one out every four people will have a stroke, or one. And then there was every forty seconds someone's having a stroke in the United States. But it's a lot, and it's you know kind of travels worldwide. Yeah, if somebody. Um you know, had a stroke, um, is, how can I say this? Uh, okay, so if somebody had a stroke, um, like you say, it's different for each person. Um, if somebody comes to you and they had a stroke, what are you working on? Do you work on, on just one thing or are you looking at the patient, you know, or your client and see where the client, you know, needs to, needs to recover? Yeah, I look, I take them individually where they're at because someone may become and they may just be a little off on their walking gait. They may have had the exact same diagnosis in their stroke than someone next to them. And the other person, maybe their arms stuck in a flex or their shoulders stuck in their ear or they can't walk or stand. So yeah, so I take them for what where they're at, what they've gone through. Their, their medical history plays into it too, but as a fitness professional, it's more the physical side, but you have to kind of connect to that too, know their meds, know if they sleep, know if they how they eat. Um, but yeah, so on mostly everybody, I still train from the inside out. So whether they're just kind of shuffling their feet or maybe they have a foot drop and they kind of drag their leg or they have the whole right or left side. I still go to the center of the body because you have to get to the center of the body and the core strong and the posture upright for the brain to send messages more clear. Because it does, I have, in my studies, it shows it's a scientific fact. If your body's in better posture, the communication from the brain for movement into the spinal cord and, and sending it out through the body can happen better. Yeah, that's, that's very important as well. And also, you know, balance as well, um, yeah. you know, um, and I know in one of your books, you say that, you know, um, muscles are important for balance. Can you tell us a little bit why you say that? Yes, because you have, I have this right here. So you have a lot of muscles in your body, but think of your body like a tree, a tree and the tree trunk. If the tree trunk is hollow, it's not going to hold the branches up very well. If it's an apple tree and it grows a lot of apples, it's going to knock the tree over or the wind can knock it over. 
But if the tree trunk is solid, the branches can be strong and do more apple. So if you think of here, there's the transverse abdominis, the deep core muscle, the, the deepest ab muscle. It's like you have a girdle on, like when women wear girdles, zipping it up. And then you got the psoas underneath that. And the center of the body, and you got a lot of muscles in your spine, the center of the body has to be upright to keep your diaphragm up. Therefore, it can line up your shoulder joints. So when it comes to even seniors, why any of us with out of balance, if your center is weak, you're going to have a harder time with your limbs. Plus, you have a, I don't have that picture with it, but you have a muscle, the multifidus muscle. It's a tiny muscle. It runs up and down the spine. And the brain sends a message to that muscle, stabilize the body, it's going to move. So the brain actually functions by saying, stabilize the center of the body, you're going to move your limbs. And if that's the natural flow, and this is weak here, but you're trying to get your arm movement back and you're skipping that communication, it's going to slow down the recovery. It's going to try to go here, 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 and this is just kind of going to stop. Yeah, um, that's very interesting as well. Um, you know, I usually see people, you know, when you go to the shop or wherever, I see people that walk over, bent over, um, mm -hmm. you know, and, and that is when your muscles are, you know, like you say, your posture is not in line, you know, um, and you, you need a little bit of exercise, you know, your, with your posture as well yeah. now the next thing I want to ask you is um you know nutrition um I always go back to nutrition is nutrition playing a huge role in you know healing your um clients from a stroke or you know recovery I think so I some of recovery is just based on the brain no matter someone can be hardcore eating the most nutritious food, drinking their water, doing the best therapy. And maybe that arm is just never going to come back. But I haven't found anybody like that. I just haven't. Maybe those people haven't come to me. But when you got to stay hydrated, first of all, the brain is like the engine to the car. If you don't change the oil or keep water in the engine, it's, the car is not going to function well. And so the brain, it's like the most complex organ of the body. It's an organ. If it's not fed well and not hydrated well, it's not going to function well. So if you're eating like, oh, I just want to drink two sodas a day. I don't like water. They're going to be dehydrated. And when the brain's even a partially dehydrated brain, dehydrated brain, which most of us walk around that way a lot, makes you tired, fatigued. It throws your um, kind of your neuro off a little bit. And if you're a senior or even a younger person with a stroke or a senior without a stroke, and you have that going on and your brain needs to heal from the stroke, you have a double whammy. Yeah. So you want to keep that brain hydrated. And I tell people, you know, eat, eat well, hydrate with cucumbers or celery. You don't, I mean, you want the water, but you can hydrate through your food. And when it comes to oh, inflammation in the body and, you know, the white starchy foods, I think that feeds into it and it can slow down the progress. So I just think the cleaner people eat, you know, the better the brain would function, just like, just like you drive your car, the better gas, the better, the better you take care of the engine, the better the car is going to run. So the better you take care of the brain, it's the engine and being kind to yourself. That helps too. eating good food, more of a chance. The brain's going to 
you know, calculate communicating to the cells throughout the body for movement. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. It does. You know, um, I always say feel your body right um, with the right foods and the right nutrition, you know, um, that's very, very important. And hydration as well, especially, you know, we have summer upon us and most people, you know, don't drink enough water, you know, so um, that's very important as well. So um, uh, your books, I want to go back to your books. Uh, you wrote a book um, for children, um, the brain, um, is it called the brain? I'm not sure yet. Yeah, it's the kids version. So I did this book, the brain, your brain, the injured your body, fitness trainers guide to brain health. I wrote this. It's simple. It's simple, basic, because as I was working with clients, but mainly the stroke survivors, sharing what I just shared with you made sense to them. It made sense. Oh, so they, you know, started if they do what we're talking about, eating well, hydrating well, it helped them. So I thought, I just woke up one morning, oh, let's do a kid's version. So I did. <laughs> so I did it, you know, basically this telling, you know, basics of kids, play, giggle, have fun, eat right, drink your water, hydrate your brain. You'll think better in school. You'll feel better. Don't bully people. Because when we're unkind to ourselves or other people are kind to us, unkind to us, it puts stress on us. And that kind of stress, can cause us problems later or you're, you know, they talk about a lot of people, like people maybe are very lonely or people that have had a harder life. Sometimes they make it older and have more physical ailments because they're, you know, they've gone through. So I try to talk about that, but something I want to say about the hydration too. I had a trainer call me it's been over a year now. And she said, I have a client who every time we start exercising, his muscles cramp up and hurt what's your suggestion? So my first question was, how is he eating? He's drinking his water. So I explained her the water thing. I said, you know, depending unless the doctor tells you different or you have kidney issues, basically it should be pretty much your body weight cut in half, 200 pound man should have about hundred ounces of water a day. And, you know, depending, give or take on you. But so that client committed to drink water for 30 days. Like he should, she contacted me Linda the third week and said, Tracy, all his pain is gone. He doesn't cramp up anymore because it takes a while. If you're dehydrated, it doesn't, you're not going to fix it by two days of water. It takes three weeks or a month for your body to cycle it and, and process. Oh, I can hold this much now because if you, you hydrate, don't hydrate, don't, it just throws your whole metabolism off and the body doesn't know, do I hold on to it? Do I release it? So when she told me that story, I loved it yeah. because that was proof, but it's very hard to get clients to commit to that. Yes, I agree with that. Um, hydrate, you know, I, I see with my clients as well. I always tell them drink a lot of water, you know. Um, sodas are not water, you know. Water. <laughs> <laughs> Just drink water and, you know, you will see it will, I mean, staying hydrated helps for so many things, you know, um, especially when you're hungry, you know, sometimes you're not hungry, sometimes you are just, you need water, you know, um, and hydration is the key, you know, that's, that's, it's so hydrate. yeah, it's very, and a lot of people say, well, I have to go to the bathroom all the time, but it may always be that way, but if you keep it balanced, a lot of that time that cycles out. Yeah your body learns how much to retain and how much to release. It's not just fleshing it out all the time. It has to find 
It has to be given that chance. Like when, when we take hormones or like a, someone, they give them thyroid hormone. It doesn't fix it a day. It takes two or three months for the body to find the cycle of its balance. That's how the fluids are too. Yeah. And the brain's like 90% water. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Yeah. Now, Tracy, uh, can you give our, our listeners some advice? You know, if, if somebody suffered from a stroke, you know, how can I start with recovering? So it will depend on the, you know, extremely of their stroke effects, but get moving as soon as they can get moving, you know, listen, hopefully they have a good doctor and therapist. Sometimes people do, sometimes people don't. Um, know that when you're ready to move, movement is the way you're going to get movement back. So if you're out, you're to the point, you're, you're not like in the hospital completely out, but you're in a position, you're out of the hospital now. And now maybe you go to therapy twice a week or three times a week, or you're on your own completely. If you want to get a movement back, you have to do that movement. Think of a baby learning to walk. Once it's ready to, it doesn't just crawl one day and lay down for a week and stand up one day. It's just, it just keeps going. It will keep standing up until it's walking. It doesn't like, oh, once a week practice standing up. It will never learn the, the, the motor patterns and neuro skills and everything in the body will not work. So that's how it is with the physical recovery too. You can't just work on your hand once a week at therapy and never do it again. You have to do it constantly, constantly eat right. Try to give your, when the doctor, this is one thing with it, again, it depends on your severity, but if the doctors and therapists tell you, oh, your hand will never work, oh, you won't get any, any recovery after six months or a year, that is not true. I see clients years later, they're still continuing, like the gentleman in my book, um, he was at three years post-stroke and he was standing on the BOSU ball and all of a sudden, because they get numbness sometimes, he goes, oh. I just got the sensation back in my leg. All of a sudden, he just got the sensation back. Then we had to work on his balance a little more again because now his brain needed a balance, feel, having a feeling in the leg he didn't have. So, and then we started progressing from that. So try not to let the, the doctors and therapists tell you you never, never will because I don't believe that's true. I had a client who was in it, who's 86. His arm was blue. I actually didn't think it would ever move. He's had arm therapy and physical therapy, so they'll never move his arm. But I got him standing and doing things. And as I was working in the corner, his posture and standing and fixing his neck from out here up to here, his arm wasn't that much blue anymore. And then one day, Wasabi, my dog, his therapy dog, walked by and his arm reached out to reach the dog. And then I realized it's coming back. So he started working on his arm. But even I didn't think it would come back. So don't always listen to the limits that people give you because it may not be true for you and you have to keep moving eat right and push through it it's like it's like you know like maybe you're growing up and you want to be an ice skater so you're going to you know three hours practice every day before school I always say like therapy or recovery is like an athlete training for their athlete it's hours a day it is your focus make it your focus that's very, very, very good advice. Now, Tracy, you are doing amazing work out in the world. Um, and I will definitely link all your books, you know, down this podcast and, you know, where people can find your books and, 
you know, learn more about you and, you know, contacting you. And it was such a pleasure to have you today. And um, keep your light shining and keep on doing the work that you are doing. You are amazing. Oh, thank you. You are too. <laughs> thank you. Everything. Bye, everyone. <laughs> This is your host, Benedine Otto. Thank you for listening. If you love this show, please go and subscribe so that you don't miss another episode.